In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Welcome everyone. Today we want to talk about reincarnation. This is not an easy subject for a lot of Westerners. We're over here in the U.S. of A, but Trisha and I do find it intriguing, interesting, and definitely worth talking about. I wasn't taught about reincarnation growing up. We just didn't talk about it. Right. But I did have a friend say to me that she thought I was an old soul. And that really got my mind thinking about things. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have been here before. I mean, you never know. My family was the same way. My mom was very Christian. And we actually were told one life. You get one life and that's it. Exactly. That's Christian belief too. Yeah. And as I do remember struggling with that as a kid and thinking, well, that doesn't seem right because some people are here for such a short time and that just doesn't seem fair. Right. Why would one person have one year and someone else have 90 years? It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. There is India who does think that there is reincarnation. Right pretty strongly. And it's only recently that we've began talking about it more here. And I'm so glad. And and that's true. And maybe that is because even though they've tried to raise us, like you were raised and I was raised to believe that, you know, it didn't exist. It's still creeping over to us. And I do think we could learn a lot from the different religions and people in India. I'm fascinated with a lot of their, you know, theology on life. But it's Brian Weiss here in the United States. We've talked about him before, his Many Lives, Many Masters book in the 70s that got me thinking about reincarnation. This was one of the books that my dad handed to me and said, you need to read this. So, and you've talked about it. We've had our guest Dina mentioned it recently in one of our podcasts. It's a great book. Yes. And Brian did hypnotherapy to help people with eating disorders or smoking habits and those kinds of things, but accidentally stumbled on a patient that went back before her current life. Could you imagine? That would be almost scary to be like, wait, what did you just tell me? I said, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And I think the first story was, and now I'm just trying to remember, but like wrapping a a mummy, kind of a body, you know, so it was something very weird, right? It's nothing you would come up with by yourself, right? It's, it's just weird that you would think that you came from a different life, right? And you were brought up one way. And that is cool. So he went on, you know, I think he got more out of the sessions eventually than she did, because she was healing from any issues she was having in her current life. And he just wanted to know more, (laughs) right? So he's continued that you could research Brian Weiss and see all of his stuff, which is, is really cool. Right. Yeah. And he didn't believe in reincarnation before this happened. It was, it's very interesting that because he, of his religion, he did not believe it. I think he was raised Catholic. I believe so. If I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. So like you and I were saying, we were just kind of not raised to believe in it. So you can imagine his struggle in his profession and thinking, is this really happening? Is my patient, you know, and then to actually risk writing about it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
And I thank him for that. I think it's really cool. And and he found some pretty cool things. Yeah. And one was the birthmarks. If you have any birthmarks, it could be relating to any previous deaths that you might have had in previous life. I mean, I have one on my tongue, so I'm interested in trying to figure out if that mine has anything to do with that. So that's interesting. A birthmark on your tongue. Yes. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Most doctors, when they see it, they like, like, wait, is that can't like, they would always think it's like cancerous or, you know, they'll think it's something wrong with me. And I was like, no, I was born with it. I'm fine. They're like, oh, okay. So so when you were, that is interesting. So when it was pretty prominent and you knew about it when you were little and it was just this, nothing's wrong with me. I just have a birthmark on my tongue. Yeah. Oh, ever since I was a little kid, my mom noticed it too, when I was a little bit like a baby. So it wasn't like it came on, like, as I was growing as like a baby through the infants, I had it when I was born. Well, that is really strange because what he says about birthmarks is that they can relate to how you died in a previous life. So I'm in my head trying to think how Trisha died in her previous life that had to do with her tongue. Right. And like you said earlier to me, I was like, it could be, they cut off my tongue. Maybe they cut your tongue off and now you're doing a podcast. You're showing them. I'm talking about it now. So, Hey, that's right. Well, I had a a birthmark in the middle of my back. It was a big strawberry and growing up. I also had a reoccurring nightmare or dream. I was of, I was afraid of knives and being stabbed in my back, but I never put the two together. In fact, when I was a teenager, I had a very strange dream that my dad and I were in a sword fight but it wasn't me, Misty, or my dad, Gene. It it was like we were two different people hundreds of years ago in a sword fight, and yet I knew it was me and him. Right, that's so crazy. <laughs> I I woke up kind of you know thinking, what's wrong with me? What? <laughs> where did right. that? Come, where did that come from? <laughs> right, and then that kind of reminds me with thinking about my tongue and my my dreams that I've had where I was being, I didn't want to be, I was scared of being taken away. I'd have these dreams of being taken and all that. And now that I'm thinking of it, it could be like I, they, somebody kidnapped me and tortured me and cut my tongue. Oh my gosh. You're right. That is interesting. That's the only thing I could think of right now, as you were talking about what you went through with the, with your dream and all that. So I'm thinking if that might have something to do with it. Now, so let me thinking. ask you, let me ask you this. Do you still have these nightmares or that weird feeling inside or fear of being taken? I still do. I still have the dreams and I still have the fear of being taken. So here's my theory. My theory is you still have that because you have not resolved it. You haven't figured it out. And when I had my, like the, the birthmark in the middle of my back was always this bright red strawberry in the middle of my back. And I had this dream when I was a teenager and it was college when my dad handed me this book and said, you need to read it. And I'd never heard anything about a birthmark relating to the way you died in a previous life. But when I read this 
in Brian Weiss's book about the birthmark having to do with how you died in a previous life, my mind immediately went to that dream because in the dream, my dad stabbed me in the back. Right. And in the dreams, I always felt it. And so I had to put the book down and I'm sure I just bawled because it was this very strange wave of emotions of like, oh my gosh, this is a reality I wasn't expecting or looking for. I wasn't looking for this. Right. (laughs) And my dad stabbed me. (laughs) Yeah. And I have not had those dreams. I mean, they stopped after that and the birthmark has disappeared. That is so crazy. So that, that that's probably it. I'm like, if it's gone, your dreams of, you haven't had a dream of it since then it right. probably is. That yeah. is probably true. That's. And, and that's where I'm just reporting what happened. And I'm, that's why I'm open-minded to hearing what people have to say and what they think, because there's no way anyone could ever look into it, research it and tell me, oh yeah, this is what you, you know, this is what happened. <laughs> I, right. I don't know, but it is. <laughs> It's, it's definitely, definitely interesting. Yeah. And uh, the University of Virginia, they still are doing divisions of perceptual studies, and they're conducting a lot of research on reincarnation right now. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing it that it's mostly through the children, which is crazy, because you wouldn't think the children would know what's going on. Right. I mean, so some of the stories I read, and I know you read, were one that was he was two years old and he was having these crazy dreams and screaming and his parents are like, what's going on? And he would just start talking about things from war, war two. Oh my. At two years old. That's crazy. Yeah. How would a two-year-old know any of that? You haven't studied right. that. Yeah. You, you barely even talk. Right. So this kid was talking about these planes and everything and how he died in the plane crash and everything else. And you're just like, what? What do you think of what the parents are thinking at the time? Right. How would you react to that kind of stuff? It's just, I think the first thing some parents do is they first try to figure out what's in the kid's environment that could be causing it. Is there a babysitter playing World War II movies? You know, right. That kind of stuff. But to what you're saying, in all of these studies, they find no real physical present or current reason for a kid to be saying the things they're saying. Right. And another one that you and I liked a lot was when a a kid was getting, his dad was changing his diaper. And he said, when I was your age, I changed your diaper. Yeah. I just laughed at that one (laughs) when it, when I read it, I heard it and I was like, that's just crazy. You just reversed roles. That's just like, why would that happen? It's just interesting to try to figure out why some of these things happen. The reincarnations happen to these certain people. Yeah, it is interesting. And they find that a lot of these are from, like you said, some are the nightmares or some kind of memory, some kind of trigger that's causing them to maybe they're obsessed with World War II airplanes, or they're afraid of dying in a plane crash or a war being shot at There's some kind of tragedy tied to that. Right. It's interesting. But they also what I was surprised about, and I didn't realize before was that there have been some instances where someone was born with a birth defect. So more than a birthmark, but there are some pictures the University of Virginia has of someone who 
their previous life, they believed that they died and they've been able to research and find that these people that the children remember really existed and that the stories they report really true, but their, their fingers were cut off or mangled. And when the kid was born, the kid they were researching, they had deformity of nubs of fingers that were really unusual. So there are studies like this now, and they're trying to get more. They said that a lot of them don't come from the U.S. They are trying to find more from the U.S., but I thought that was interesting as well as marking of a body after it dies. Yeah. That's interesting that they would do that before this person dies, they would leave that mark on that person. And then they would go, why is there this mark? And they would figure it out from that mark that was left. Yeah. That just puts me in awe right there. (laughs) It is really fascinating. There are some cultures that before they bury the body, they will take ash or some kind of soot or something and they make some kind of a unique mark on them. And I did see one picture where it was a little boy that had a mark down the back of his neck that looked like no different than if you took, you know, your fingers with some ash and just, you know, put it on your the back of your neck, but it was a skin discoloration. And the kid reported that he was his grandmother, but he had said he was a mm-hmm. woman. He owned the rice field. Well, that grandmother was buried with a mark down her neck. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. I love it. I love oh, these I stories. That one goes that extra step that I don't get of how you mark something physical that is then buried and yet another physical being is born. And how does that carry over? There's clearly something we don't understand in science. (laughs) Right. And another thing I'm thinking about even is if they were cremated now, Hmm. how would they mark that person, mark them before they do the cremation? That's what I, now that gets me thinking on that. So they might've marked them before the cremation. Right. And maybe that still stays up like during that time and it comes back. I don't know either. I want to, I definitely want to look into that further. I mean, it's, there's so yeah. many, you and I were just going down this rabbit hole of watching videos and studies and reading articles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just so interesting. And there's um, documentaries and studies that show that it's mostly in young kids and the kids are usually under the age of seven who have these memories of the different lives that they've lived in. So that's where you'll see what we talked about the two year old, there's a six year old that we read about. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy that it's just you see it mainly in the kids, you don't see it in adults. So yeah, it seems to fade away after that age. And I would wonder as a parent, you know, what should you do if your child starts saying weird things like that? And basically what they're recommending is just ask questions. Don't try to judge or tell the kid, oh, it's your imagination. It could be their imagination or maybe it's not. Yeah. You never know what they're thinking. You don't know. So just ask questions and don't shut them down. Let them explore it. Cause it sounds like they really need to follow their curiosity and help them through it and see where it takes them because there may be something and it's similar to what we're saying about the dreams that I had and I don't have them anymore. It was almost like once I made that connection and my father and I had truly felt like we had forgiven each other. And he even said to me, I think the whole purpose for my life was to have you. I think he and I had so much closure that that's why all that went away. So maybe these kids need some kind of closure. Yeah, I agree. That sounds like right. Because I'm wondering if it's like you, if you just remember all these things that have happened, but you don't think it's 
from the past life now that once you get older, I'm trying to figure like if these people have still think like the one, the two-year-old mm-hmm. wondering what they do now for a living. Do they work with right. planes? Do they, <laughs> you never know, like, does it keep them on that same kind of similar track or does it switch them to a whole new track? Right. That's interesting of what to do with their life. I would love to look into that as well. Cause or see if there's any more information on those kids that we read about. Yeah, well, that one story we found where the boy remembered being a Hollywood actor and was actually able to identify himself in photos and give information, facts, and details that a kid would not know that the mom was unable to follow through with and validate. I don't know that he has wanted to live the life of an actor. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard living. And then he didn't make it as a real star. He was only like extras in these different movies and shows and all that. So he didn't really make it in that part, like to be a like actual celebrity where people like, oh, that's him. Right. He then became a agent. Mm. So he worked through that and getting all these and he would start saying all these alias names. Oh, too. this kid would say alias names and they'd be like, what are you? Who are these people? And these names were the people from the agency. Oh. So the only way you would know is if you were there and if there was anything. And they found his sister. And the kid said, you got a dog when you were a kid that you didn't like. And she's like, (laughs) yes. And there's no way any of us would know that except for her family. Right. It's just crazy. Yeah, they did a a whole documentary on that that was fascinating. And it was neat to follow the trail of these bits and pieces of facts and details that he was coming up with. And they were really something. Yeah. And all these come from having they've died tragically or unexpectedly from different medical causes or like I said, the one was in a crash, fiery crash in the World mm-hmm. War II. The actor died of a cerebral hemorrhage. So it's like their lives right. got cut short and they right. are jumping back in to fulfill something. Yeah, something that they weren't able to fulfill in that life. They want to come back and finish it off, I would say, in some sense. It is interesting in Brian Weiss's book, I believe he found in his studies or the people he then continued to talk to, there seemed to be an average of 50 years between lives. But it seems like these recent studies that turnaround time from death to reincarnating has become a lot shorter. It's within just a a few years. They have a range that they say. And my answer to that is the population of the world has grown. So there's more opportunities, I guess, for the soul to just jump back in. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's interesting that when in the early years, probably 18, 19, like early 1900s, there wasn't, it wasn't a huge population like it is now. Right. That's why you would see that 50 years. And now, like you were saying, we're overpopulated right Mm -hmm. now. And we're still continuing to get more, especially with the COVID babies now coming. Yep. And then we had a lot of death during that time. So there's people that didn't get to finish their life. Some of them were children that died from the COVID. So you would, you would think those, you know, would probably come back in some kind of form, I would say. Maybe they're going to come back to try to help fight it. (laughs) Yeah. Say we need, this is the medicine you need to take. Yeah. So, and nothing will happen to you. You, this is just, it will end COVID, which would be a miracle. Uh, 
so we could get back to normal life. It but would. anyways, <laughs> uh, do you have any other memories of another life other than that dream that you had with your dad? Oh, well, when I was under the age of five, so like you're talking about little kids having memories, I did tell my mom several times, and I do remember doing this, that I wanted to go home. And I was an only child. I had never lived anywhere else. We were in the house I was born in. And she asked me, what do you mean? Where's home? Where did you come from? And what I remember was just that I didn't know, except that I felt like where I had been before you could get closer to people. And I used my hands as an example. You know, if you put your fingers together together and let them crisscross, I said, and this was an under five-year-old telling her mom where I was, we could be that close and where we are now. And then I put my fingers and everything together and tried to hit them side by side where they don't crisscross. And I said, you can't get any closer than that. That was my description. And so maybe that was more, when I think about it, it's more like a memory of being somewhere before I was here, not necessarily a different life. So that might have something to do with what some people talk about in that between life state. I just felt like I had been somewhere incredibly loving and incredibly close and surrounded by love that was different than where I was now. And I missed it. Right. But it could also, cause I did um, read that these, some of the kids are saying they had different, you are not my parent either. Mm-hmm. And so that could have been, you had another life as a kid and you had a different home and you were trying to figure that out. You couldn't figure it out by what you said. I want to go home, but you yeah. had all these different things, but it's still, I think that could have been, you had a different family and different home. And now you're, you came back to be with your current parents. Yeah. I have no idea. You could be right. I don't really remember it. And it, like you were saying earlier, my family didn't really talk about it much or encourage that kind of talk. So other than just my mom tucking me in at night, trying to say, what do you mean? Where were you? Why do you miss home? And me not knowing, I just, there was something in me that felt like I I missed whatever I had been with before. And I, I don't know. And with you saying like with the hitting, I'm thinking gates, like this is a gate. A gate that's opening. And because this, I'm thinking when you've had your cross, you know, that whole thing, the church. Yeah. The church and then the gates open. I'm trying to open. So I just think of that when you told that story that it could be that as well, because it could be either. I'm thinking either another family you have that you had a different home Hmm. or you were in that in between realm, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. where you were trying to get through those gates that was your home Interesting. you know almost yeah. like the pearly gate I know they're right but that's what I'm thinking like you know that gate to open up to heaven it wasn't your time right interesting so, it's interesting yeah. yeah I don't know hmm. that'd be interesting to look at because I would think I would like to get a past life um, regression Ooh. we should look for someone who does um, the hypnotherapy and see what kind of lives we both have led. And that would be, and then we could be, could be willing to share it with everybody who's listening on our podcast. Cause I think that'd be interesting to see if that one was a past life or if it was just in between the part things, you know, like, 
And if mine was actually what I'm thinking, the torture, and they cut off my tongue. <laughs> I think we're going to find out something tragic and scary with you, but then your birthmark's going to disappear. So you still have your birthmark? Yes, I do. Okay. We're going to mark that for the record. And <laughs> I, I'm all for it. Yeah. Let's do a past life regression and see what happens. Now I have heard that sometimes you don't experience anything right away or that if there isn't anything you need to solve in your life, nothing will come up. So I'm kind of feeling like I don't have anything to solve, but I think you do. (laughs) I do. I think I do with all the feelings that I have that I'm still like afraid of getting taken from, right? Like I must've been taken from somewhere right? and put in prisons, like dungeon, they would call it. I think, I don't know chain you up and torture you from there. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's see what we can figure out. I'm fascinated and scared all at the same time. I know. Right? <laughs> I'll be then scared to go to sleep. Um, well, Brian Weiss, I know does a really good job where he'll tell the person, you know, to, to remove your emotions from the scenes and, and to try to look at that life as if you're watching a movie play out in front of you. So right. I'm sure they'll say the same thing to you. So that if there is something tragic or scary there, you can just watch it unfold. Right. And then let it go. And then let let it it go. That's right. And then let it go. And I I think that's what's really cool about these is they're maybe coming back to still heal themselves from how they died before or solve unfinished business. I don't know. It's kind of that's what I was thinking as well. Like It'd be interesting to look more into this and maybe we can do another podcast when we go in more in depth about this. And especially with, if I get that, the hypnotherapy, we can put it all together in that. Absolutely. Let's definitely do that. Well, I think that's it for today. It's exciting. I'm wondering if I'm going to have weird dreams tonight now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool to think about though, you know, it's, it's, I mean, we just don't know. So let's yeah. just let's just be happy that we have our place, safe place to talk about this and share for anyone who wants yeah. to. And, and uh, until next time. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com for links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Well, we did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.